nation. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. It's Luke chapter 6, from verse 46 to 49. He says, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house. Who dug deep? Take notes. It's like a man building a house. Who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock? And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. He started by giving us an analogy. He started by giving us an analogy first. He said, it has Jesus speaking. He said, the words that he speaks to us, whoever takes it and works with it, can be likened to someone who is building. So he sets the whole scene in the picture of a builder. And he gave us two impressions of building or two builders. And then he laid a foundation also on the rock. So he dug deep and also laid a foundation on the rock. So there are two things here. He dug deep. There was an effort. There was work he put into whatever he's doing. I'm sharing with you 10 reasons why marriages fail. It might not be exhaustive. There are so many reasons, but I'm just narrowing it to 10 reasons. So it is not a finality of all the reasons, but I'm just centering it on 10 reasons. So he says that the one who is building, he dug deep. That means there was an effort, there was work that was put into it. And when he has put in that effort, he didn't leave it there, but he also laid the foundation of their house on a rock so that he can get a solid ground. It is said that when you build on a rock, it's strong. It's stronger than building on a normal sand. Because over time, every house sinks. It sinks until it hits a rock foundation. That is why when you are building a waterlogged area, it's advisable that you should dig more deeper to hit the rock surface before you get it done. So he's saying that the one who dug deep did more work by trying that the foundation he, or he was laying the foundation is on a rock. And not only that, immediately he has dug deep and laid the foundation, certain things began to test the whole building. One of the things that came testing the building is the flood. Say the flood. So he said the flood arose. The next thing is the stream. Say the stream. So the flood, the stream, they beat vehemently against it, 
against that house. That means they came with some kind of pressure and force. But it didn't affect the building. It did not shake it. Because why? It was founded on a rock. Which means that when we liken it to marital relationship, any marital relationship that can last, first of all, what we have to understand here is that every marital relationship will come under an attack. That is, when you prepare your marriage, you have gone through your counseling, you have had your long tail of bridesmaids, groomsmen, page boy, flower guests, open top car, uh, limousine, chariots and horses in front of you. Um, you decided to have an aristocrat cake or you had a normal charismatic cake or Pentecost cake. Your tail was longer. You have about four or five people holding it. You have a photographer who is from the moon and descended. You took your pictures in a very nice cuisine, relaxed environment with all the stars and all that. Or before you married, you went to a brick gardens or whatever gardens and had. Now that is how you do it. You did your uh, pre-video shoots and then you circulate it on Facebook and WhatsApp and whatever. Fine. He's saying that the storms will be waiting. The stream will wait. Immediately you landed from the moon. In fact, even sometimes during the moon, the storms will test it. I was at the register general to witness a wedding where, you know, that place you go to sign it. They don't ask you who, who is your mother, who is your father. Who gave. They said it's between con two consent adults. Are you there with me? And there is a place you enter, there's a place you exit. And so I asked the guy, so what happens here? Because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a realist. I want to learn anywhere I go. So they said, well, in as much as you are seeing the people coming in, the same way they divorce. And I said, how? Oh. He said, look, just last week, some people came, immediately they were exiting. The ring fell off the lady's finger. They were looking for the ring, they don't find it. The guy said, because of this, I will not, I will not marry you again. So, the storm will come the stream will beat and, and look at the English word. It said vehemently. That means with pressure and with force. But the marriage stood or the building stood. I'm likely married to a building. So get, get analogy I'm painting here. The marriage stood or the building stood because there is a foundation that is, has been prepared in anticipation of the force of the water and of the rain. It's called a rock. Say the rock. Now, it is not only a rock, but there was a digging. Say digging. There was a digging, which is before the building was put together, there was an effort, there was work that was done before the building was put on it. It means, therefore, that for every marriage to survive the storms and the stream, before you come together and think of all these lavish things which are, is now getting young ones crazy looking for suit from Germany or Italy and getting tales where sometimes that alone makeup can delay the wedding time. People will come and wait and all those things. And some people are not even marrying because the type of car they want to use or the type of ring they want to wear is not there. Without even thinking of preparing how they can sustain their marriage as they move on. Now they enter into it and in less than a month, this boy will tell you, Pastor, we want to, I want to divorce. I can't stay with this woman again. Both in the house of God and us. In fact, we don't need to bring in 
the analogy of Hollywood because that is a, a fan. But even where we say is the house of the Lord, people are marrying and they are getting into marriage or into relationship without having an understanding of what goes into it. Let me suggest and submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, listening to me. Every marriage or every relationship will go through a test. Are you ready for it? Ask anyone. I read through Twitter. I read through the one guy I said, if your father and your mother are living up to now for more than 10 years plus, thank God for their life. Ladies and gentlemen, can I suggest you that no marriage is easy. Anyone that will tell you that marriage couples that looks outside nice, that you look at them and smile, said, and you even have it, if they tell you that everything is rosy, it's a lie. It is maturity that is keeping them in the relationship. It is sacrifice that is keeping them in the relationship. It's, it's a level of understanding that is keeping them in the relationship. It's a level of, of, of letting go, forgiveness, that is keeping them in the relationship. It's a level of accommodation that is keeping them in the relationship because every human being has his own weakness and challenges. Every human being has a challenge. That is why even angels have their flaws. How much more you and I? Bible said angels were sent down onto the earth. Immediately they saw the daughters of men. They couldn't go again. That alone electrified them. How much more me and you? That we are made with the flesh. Celestial beings can be enticed by the, the daughters of Adam. How much more? Mortal men will not have a challenge with the daughters of Adam. But the irony is that a lot of people think that marriage is a utopia. You see, what we watch on television is a lie. It's make-believe. Say make-believe. So you can see people kissing passionately. It is their profession. They've mastered it. With all these soap operas we are watching, fine. They've mastered their lives to play that. But after they leave the set, they are different people altogether. So if they live a dual life, the life on set and the life out of set. So sometimes people can go to the market, they want to attack them, you're a witch, and you are like, and sometimes I look at, and sometimes I watch, sometimes this, like this soap opera we are watching, like, um, what is the name? Amaya. Gunkumbaja. My suitcase. Now, when you watch the scheme, especially in my suitcase and everything, you might get angry with all the people who are scheming, the witch, the man, and all those people. But that might not be their, their lifestyle. But by their script, which is their role, they need to play that way. And sometimes you see how people are angry and, and they are interviewed them. Uh, the lady will go to the market and be interviewed and the passion by which they are speaking. You come to Amaya and, and the way people are insulting Caesar and they are getting angry with whatever it is and they wish that the, the mother is there and they will even stop the mother. I mean, it is called acting. Say acting. But you see, the irony that we are transferring this acting into real marital life situation and we think that is how life or marriage should be like. Like Kukumbaja, like one you were talking about. If you watch it a certain time, you think the guy is a fool. This one is a lie. And you'll be talking without passion. And some people will be texting and I'll be reading the text and I'm laughing. It's a make-believe. It is not real. Hello? It's not what? Real. It's make-believe. But they need to act their scripts very well because they are professionals. Sometimes the sex scenes you are seeing, and they are all acting. Real life has its storms. Even in the fictional acting, they try to portray to us that there are challenges of every relationship. That you are ability, there are schemes in the relationship. There are so many. They try to 
portray to us different faces of life for us to understand and appreciate the challenges of life and then learn from it. Is that not it? The essence of everything you watch is a moral lesson that you need to learn out of it. That is what my literature taught me. Believe you me, there are storms in marriage. There are storms. But when the storms comes and the flood arose, you should have a foundation that can make you survive. And that foundation is the rock, which is Christ. Which is your understanding of what the Bible teaches you about relationship. Forgiveness. Transparency. Compromise. Learning to dwell together. Giving yourself to one another freely. So those things are there. If you don't learn to practice it, you can't sustain it. There might be, the person can be married, you now have money, but there come a time doesn't have it. What will you do? A, 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 a pathetic story happened. A lady married a gentleman and the gentleman was a military man. By the time they finished their marriage, they were they barely in their honeymoon. The guy was called back to the, to the army and he has to uh, go for a peacekeeping mission. Went on a mission. And then, unfortunately, he stepped on a mine. And the mine is just bombs that have been buried in a place. So, as far as he stepped on it and the mine exploded. And when the bomb exploded, he affected his legs. So, he was taken to the hospital and was amputated. Which also, not only his leg, but I think also damage is, he made the two arms immobile. So, the only way to do is to, to cut it off. So, they cut the arm and cut the legs. Young couples. The girl has been written and no, nothing is coming. They eventually went to inquire and then they asked her to, to say, well, this is what is... They couldn't tell her whole story. He said, your husband is... Well, I would like to go. So the command gave up on the and said, oh, you can travel to go and see the, your husband. And he went. She went, sorry. Got there, took her to the hospital and the guy says, look, I want to give you the freedom. I want you to go and marry another person. The lady said, no, I'm not going to marry anybody. I still want to stay with you. You are the husband that I love. If you are on the hospital, but what is it? Because the clothes is covered to the shoulder and was talking to him. He said, if you see what I am in now, you might not like me. You want to. Then he said, I don't care. Then he made them roll down the clothes. And then here he is without arms. And still the lady said, I love you and I want to be with you. He said, you probably have seen this. He said, yes, if you don't have arms, I don't care. He said, no, it's not about arms. They roll the thing down and then they cut the legs from here. So the guy is actually lying on the bed as a half piece. They are trying to treat the wounds before they can fix in whatever artificial things they need to fix in. And here you are, young lady, coming up, having hopes and aspiration. You married, I mean, a military person on a higher rank. You thought you are going to enjoy yourself. Incidentally, this is what has happened. Will you stay in the marriage? Are you continuing or you are backing off? Thankfully, the lady still said, I'm sticking by my vows. But you can imagine how many people were insulting as a fool. A guy and a lady got married. The guy was having a very good job. Everything was going on when they got married. Less than six months into the marriage, the guy lost his job. And for so many years, the guy is not having work to do. The girl now have to work to be able to take care of the guy. How can you handle it? Young couples enter into the marriage. Long along the shot, somewhere along the line, sickness came in. The woman was a problem. It's not like more like a vegetable. Gentlemen, will you continue? Or you are divorcing to go and take another person? Like I've heard people marrying. They are marrying because they are looking for children. And the excitement is that I marry and carry my baby. The first child to make proud. You enter into the marriage. One year, two years, three years, five years, seven years, ten years. You are not seeing a baby. What do you do? Are you running away from the marriage or you are staying in the marriage? I see couples married two, three years. Pastor and pastor, the babies are not coming. I don't know what is it. And, and sometimes they are even thinking of divorce. I look at them and I'm laughing. I say, you guys, what is wrong with you? In fact, somebody had a problem. 
just marrying for only six months and they don't have a child. They were under pressure. <laughs> Even a month after marriage and there's no baby. That alone will create stress in the marriage. The man will come home, the woman is angry, or the woman will come home, the man is angry, and anything the woman will do, the man will find fault with it, and all the, most of the tensions in marriages are some of these things I'm talking about. You see, that thing is not simple, honey, sweetheart, baby, I love you, and there are people today, they are divorcing because they think there has been delay in childbearing. There are people who are divorcing today because before they were married, there was money, and now the man doesn't have the money again. There are people today who are divorcing on the grounds of sickness. But they will not tell you the truth. They couldn't stand the testing time. The trial times. Ask anybody that has married for a long time and they will tell you. Everybody had his or her own issue along the line. When I was going to marry, the question that I was asked is, do you love Jesus? I said, yes, I love Jesus. They asked me again, like Jesus asking Peter. I was asked again the second time. I said yes. I was asked again the third time. Yes, by my friend. Three times I have to answer. Now finally, when I said, he said, do you know why I asked? I said, no. He said, if you serve, you really love Jesus. Then when you marry, you should be able to stay throughout the marriage. I said, why? He said, if you love Jesus, you will extend the same love for your wife. And the same thing, if she also says she loves Jesus, she can also extend the same love for you. You know why? Because the love of Christ is unconditional. And that is where digging deep comes from. Between myself and my wife, we've had our storms. But because of we have digged deep, we have been able to survive and get to where we have got into and we are still going. So if you have not dug deep to stay on the rock, to hold you, you have a challenge. So Jesus said, whoever hears my word will be likened to a wise master builder. The one that dug deep and build his house on the rock. Why? Because he was doing that in anticipation that something might come against it. And whenever the challenge, right, which we call it adversities of life, or hardships, or environmental pressure, or environmental challenges, I should have the shock absorbers enough to be able to hold it going. There has been people today that their marriage is stressed because they gave birth and they couldn't have the child. There has been people today that because of even car, they have a problem. So many little things. Because you see, everybody goes into marriage with a high expectation. Do you know that there are people today who have divorced because somebody cheated on the other? And there are people today who are still staying together, even though they have cheated on each other, but they are still loving themselves and they forgive you and they are moving on. So the premise of even cheating is not the premise for divorce. Because what in others' jurisdiction, others cheated, that they are divorcing, Others also have it and they have even forgiven themselves and now they love themselves even more than before. It's all about how deep you have dug. What rock is your building? I know of a friend and I witnessed their marriage. The lady was a little older than the young guy but when you see them you think they are all of the same age and they love themselves. They say it because every love will be proven and tested. And the guy, the lady told the guy that he's older than the guy two years. And that was what they all knew. So when they were even introducing themselves to their families, they made it like the guy is one year older than the lady because you cannot tell the difference. So they didn't have a challenge. The guy has a child, the lady also has a child. And this is a true story. I believe in true stories. And they got married. Then the lady fell sick and went to the hospital. 
And then when she came back from the hospital, she has a hospital card. Incidentally left it on the center table. So my friend came out and saw the, the card. And on the card, book no tell lie. The lady is, I think, five years older than my friend. As we speak now, the marriage has never been itself up to today. Because my friend thinks, you've lied to me. But in another jurisdiction, this can happen. And people can forgive themselves and still do what? Love themselves. Because it is not an issue of the, of the age. It's the issue of admitting that I'm wrong. And that you can forgive and move on. Because if Jesus can forgive us of our sins, how can't we forgive one another's sin? The problem why we have challenges when it comes that way is because we have not yet understood how to dig deep and be on the rock. How many of you here have never offended Christ? How many of you here have been asking for forgiveness? And you always expect God to forgive you. Because that is the essence of the love of the kingdom. And the essence of the love of the kingdom by extension to one another is that we should forgive each other for every wrong that we've committed to each other. And when we also ask forgiveness, we should repent from our sins and not go back to our vomit again. That is the key. Because for every marriage, you should be ready to work on it 24-7. If you are not ready to work on it 24-7, forget about marriage. Because marriage is not fun. Marriage is not... In fact, the fun in marriage, you need to create that fun. If you don't create the fun in your marriage, your marriage will be monotonous. And when your marriage becomes monotonous, it comes with a lot of pressure and, and, and anger that doesn't need to come. You have to create the excitement around your marriage. Marriage by itself cannot create any excitement. Every marriage goes through overhauling. You have to learn to change the oil consistently. Because if not that your rims and your shaft and everything, your car will break down. One day you go sparking that car and the car is not sparking again. Marriage by itself cannot generate the love and the excitement you are looking for. You need to deliberately create it. If you don't deliberately create it, forget it. You can't have what you are looking for. I don't believe in doing things half and half. When I was playing football, I did it to a stream. When I got saved, I did it to the stream. When they say wiping away your slate, people will talk of salvation. But I can tell you of genuine salvation. Genuine is like everything has been wiped off. I need to be helped. I need to be resurrected. If Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17, if any man be in Christ, it's an old creation. <laughs> all things have passed away. All things have become new. It's a new creation. All things have passed away. I became new. Like a new system that needs to be reprogrammed. Some of you today, that might admire me and look at me nicely as a young gentleman cute. Say, Pastor, you're cute. When you met me those days, you would not even give me water to drink. But somebody accepted to make sure I come on a level. I also have to do my part in a life. So that we work because we understood that we have to dig deep and build it to that level. But if not for that, we wouldn't be where we are even today. So what am I telling you? For you to sustain your marital relationship, it is not a record sign. Ask anybody that has been married. I've told you already. Anyone you are seeing today that have kept their marriage going and still you see them, you admire them. Don't admire them wrongly. Don't even envy them. Find out what they have done to get to wherever they are going. A lot of sacrifice have gone into the marriage. And they are still making those sacrifices. They are still paying those prices. 
They are still making those sacrifices. Sometimes health challenges, sometimes this, sometimes that. But they still have been able to manage to put it together. So, man is inventing his own will called divorce. But God never invented it because the children and the generation of today don't understand what it means by to sacrifice. You see, we admire the beauty outside without asking what goes into it. There is a price to pay. So, if you are thinking of getting married or you are married, please, how ready are you? Some of you, by simple suspicion, you don't want to communicate with the lady again or the guy again. Wait, wait. That's the end of our relationship. He said, oh, but what really happened? He said, eh, somebody told me. Oh, so somebody told you. Because of what somebody told you, you didn't believe the person. So how can you even believe yourselves when you go into that marriage? And sometimes we think the money we have in our pocket is what makes love. Let me tell you something. Money doesn't make love. Hello? Money doesn't create love. Money, it doesn't create love. Money is a byproduct of love. You need money in love, which is married. But the money itself is not a guarantee for love. What is the guarantee for love is acceptance. When you accept somebody, you accept everything of the person, including the weakness of the person and the strength of the person and the shortfalls of the person and whatever of the person. You accept everything of the person. That is where it comes from. And that is why God can send his only begotten son to die for us. You know why? Because God accepted us. He accepted, accepted us no matter what or who we are. And he said, that by that acceptance, I'm giving you my son to die because I know I've accepted you, but you are faulted. I cannot change the equation than to send my only begotten son to die for you. Though I know you are a sinner. Bible said, whilst we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Though I know you are a sinner, I still love you no matter what. So I am sending, not that you justify, not that you qualify, not that you, 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 you are okay with it, but because I have accepted you unconditionally, I said, let somebody come and die and save you. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what God is looking for in love. Can you, can you let go? Can you be patient to, to help yourself? Women here, you have to play the role of a mother to help the man. The mother's instinct. The accounts call it abadai. Your ability to feel for the man, to encourage the man, to help the man to know how to dress, how to keep himself, how to be able to walk, how to do things. We spoke about Ruth and Naomi. Boaz, it was Ruth who triggers the feeling of Boaz. As a woman, you should be able to learn to do those things. You, you, you cannot, I'm here today, I'm sharing with you relationships that we are enjoying. But I believe strongly that if it has not been things I've also learned out of my marriage, with what, together with my wife, and what we have shared, and what we have gone through, and how we have done things, would it be able to be here to be able to share with you? So it is possible. Tell somebody it's possible. The storms came. The storms came. <laughs> you are running away from the storms, it will come. The flood came, but it was built on what? The rock. So because it was on the rock, it stood. And look at the other one, who didn't build on anything? Look at it. He said, but you had and did nothing. Like you are listening to me now. Some of you are listening. You will do nothing about it. Who did nothing? It's like a man who built a house. So as for the building, you will build. As for marriage, you will marry. Whether in the church or in the court or in the sky or in the moon or on the plane or whatever. On the sea or whatever. I mean, this, this time people are crazy. Marrying everywhere. He said, but who had and did nothing. It's like a man who built a house on the earth. Without what? A foundation. And a lot of them, there is no foundation in the marriage. Against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. 
Because why? How did he fall? The people married out of what? Aesthetic beauty. Are you there with me? Oh, they were only thinking about how, what, what nice grass am I putting here? What thick things are you going to be here? How is it going to be? They are thinking of the decoration of the house and the foundation of the house. They don't even care whether they use a good block or a correct mixing for whatever. All that they are looking for is actually build my house quickly and then I have every design in the house and just be enjoying and be shaking our head. I need a swimming pool. Then I can wear my bikini and then I enter into the swimming pool. Then once I'm in the pool, then I have some bar by the side. So there's some Irish cream or some red wine. And then once I am bathing, I'm enjoying myself. And then there's some music at the background. Whether Shatawale or may so rest in peace. Ebony is playing at the background or whatever. Or some cool love songs. I have my Range Rover or Rolls Royce. We sit in it and then we are just cruising. We get to the beach and then we are having fun. Hide and seek. Hit me. We go to the ice cream joint. We buy ice cream. Then we are eating ice cream. Then we are showing love on the street. Kiss me. Hey, I love you. We think all the time it should be like that. Because yours is a fanciful relationship. It cannot stand. You start finding fault with one another. And tomorrow you start having issues. So you need to build on a foundation. Tell somebody to build on a foundation. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you, I know.